But the reality is that your behaviors don't magically change just because your income does or just because your circumstances do. If you don't build the muscle of giving, something will always come above that. Hi, my name is Anya Laws and I am obsessed with all things money management, wealth building, financial freedom, and helping you navigate this crazy world of personal finance all while building a life you love. I'm a financial coach with a God-given desire and mission to empower as many women as possible to not only become good stewards of their money, but also create a life that they have only ever dreamed of. While money doesn't buy happiness, it is one of the greatest and most effective tools for building your dream life, but you shouldn't stop at making money. Here, you will learn how to make your money work for you. Budgeting, investing, spending, giving, and money mindset are all topics we discuss here. If you're a goal-driven woman with big goals and aspirations for not only your money, but also your life, this podcast is for you. So grab your AirPods and a cup of coffee because we are digging right in. This is the She Talks Money Podcast. So quick disclaimer before we get started, I apparently had my personal heater on under my desk while I was recording this episode. So there are different parts of the episode that you may or may not hear a heater on in the background. I want to apologize for that background noise ahead of time. I didn't realize it was on until I was listening this back. So enjoy the added effect uh, that a personal heater adds to a podcast episode. On today's episode of the She Talks Money podcast, we are talking about giving more specifically, when to start giving on your financial journey, whether or not it's okay to give while you're getting out of debt, etc. So without further ado, let's talk money. I talk to a lot of women about their financial situation on a daily, weekly basis. And one of the most common themes that I've found that has come back over and over and over again is this topic of giving. And more specifically, whether or not you should be giving, how much you should be giving while on a personal financial journey, I'll hear questions like, should I be helping out family financially while I'm struggling myself? Or should I be helping out family financially while I'm not struggling myself? Should I still tithe while I'm paying off debt? Is it okay to buy gifts for people while I'm paying off debt? Am I giving too much? All of these are very valid questions. So many people find themselves in a spot where they have a desire to give to family and friends that they see struggling, even if they don't really have the means to do so at that time, almost to the detriment of their own financial situation. I encounter countless women who find themselves in a situation that they're struggling to get out of as a result of years of neglect of their own personal financial well-being for the benefit of others. It is not that they are going out living extravagant lives, having extravagant lifestyles that are preventing them from getting ahead financially. A lot of women find themselves in a situation where they are just not prioritizing themselves. They're not putting themselves first. And I am a very much a believer in giving if that is something that you desire to do. But a lot of women find themselves giving to the detriment of their own financial situation. So what I want to talk about today is, first of all, if you should be giving based on where you are on your personal financial journey and how much you should be giving if you should be giving depending on where you are in your own personal financial journey. So that's what we're going to dive into right after we come back from a quick break. Are you sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck, constantly looking over your shoulder, knowing that the next emergency may very well make or break you? If you want to get out of the cycle of anxiety and overwhelm surrounding your money and want my direct guidance to do so, my coaching program is currently open for enrollment and I'm taking new clients. I'll help you gain security, stability, and control around your finances so that you never have to worry about an emergency again. So if you're ready to go all in and invest in your financial future, use the link in the show notes to apply for coaching. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at moneywithanya. Now back to the show. 
If you've been around for conversations that we've had in the past about establishing your money values, you know that one of my greatest goals and values surrounding money is my ability to give. It very much relates to my faith. I believe that God has been very insanely generous with me and I want to be insanely generous with other people. I recently had a conversation with my ladies on the inside of my coaching community, She Masters Money Bootcamp, about money values and what it looks like to practically live these out on a day-to-day basis. So this got me thinking, if giving is something that someone truly values on this journey, when is a good time to start? Should you give while trying to fund an emergency fund? What about when you're trying to pay off debt? When you do give, how much is reasonable for the stage of the race that you're in? And the disclaimer that I want to give here before I go into all of that is that you are by no means obligated to give. You aren't a bad person if you don't give. This episode is simply for those that want giving to be a part of their life and their money goals. That is who this podcast is for. If that is not you, if you would rather put that money towards your own goals and all of that, you have no judgment on my part from that. I just want you to know that anything that is discussed on this episode applies to people that fall in that category of wanting giving to be a part of their financial future. So with that disclaimer being said, if giving is something that you truly value, I don't think that it should be a matter of if you give, but rather how much you give depending on where you are in your financial journey. I am very much of the belief that money is a magnifier. I believe that with very few exceptions, will someone change how they operate and manage their money when more money is added to the equation? So this applies to the concept of giving as well. If you say, I'll start giving when I fill in the blank, get a better paying job, pay off debt, have more in savings, etc. Nine times out of 10, that doesn't end up happening the way that you may have planned because something is inevitably always going to fill that space. It's not that you don't have the best intentions. It's not that you don't truly have a desire to give, but the reality is that your behaviors don't magically change just because your income does or just because your circumstances do. If you don't build the muscle of giving, something will always come above that. So that is why I encourage giving on any stage of your financial journey with very few exceptions. That is, of course, again, if this is something that you value. And going back to the conversation on values that I touched on just a minute ago, if I am telling you to live your life financially speaking based on the values that you have in life as a whole, that doesn't just apply to when you're doing better off later. I think that just like how I value family and I want to incorporate that in my financial situation now, If I also value giving, I want to incorporate that in my financial situation now. So now that we've gotten the question of if you should give out of the way, let's discuss how much you should be giving right now. Now onto the discussion of how much you should be giving depending on the phase of the financial journey that you're in. And when we're talking about a financial journey, I ultimately break down your financial journey into three different phases. Number one, what I refer to as the security phase. Number two, the growth phase. And number three, the abundance phase. So when we are talking about the security phase, I am referring to the time in your financial journey when you are trying to get financially secure, meaning you are putting as much space between you and things that you don't plan for as possible. So we're thinking of things like emergency fund, debt payoff, all of that. So You are still in the security phase if you are, number one, not up to date on your four walls. 
What I'm referring to when I'm talking about your four walls are your basic living needs. Those are food, utilities, housing, and transportation. Number one, your most basic need, being able to feed yourself. Number two, housing, being able to have a safe place to live. Utilities, being able to bathe yourself, wash yourself, have lights on, all of those good things. And then fourth, transportation, the ability to get to work, continue to make money, all of those things. So if you're behind, if you have defaulted on any of these bills, any of any of those basic needs, the number one priority is for you to get caught up. And so if you are not caught up on those things, you're still in the security phase. Number two, you're still in the security phase if you do not have a starter emergency fund funded. Now, a starter emergency fund is two to four months worth of expenses. This is not two to four months worth of income. None of that. It is what does it take for you to live during a single month? All of those most basic mandatory bills, so rent, any of your credit card payments, anything like that that's going to automatically be coming out. You don't really have a choice but to pay those. So what is one month's worth of expenses for you? Multiply that by either two to four, depending on where you are, um, what your risk level is, if you have kids, if you're single. If you're single, don't really have much of a risk level in terms of losing a job. You can lean more towards two months if you have kids or if you have other people that you're taking care of and or you have a situation where you're high risk for losing your job. I would lean more towards four months in this starter emergency fund. So two to four months worth of expenses in that starter emergency fund. And three, you're in the security phase if you have not paid off all of your high interest debt. High interest debt is anything above six to 8% interest. So if you have not paid off your high interest debt, anything above six to 8% interest, you are still in the security phase. Now, if you have gotten up to date on all of your bills, you have a starter emergency fund funded and you've paid off all of your high interest debt, I would consider you to be in the growth or abundance phase. That is a different conversation for a different time. But just know that if you've completed those things, you're either security or not security phase. And that's kind of the discussion we're going to have going forward. So once you have determined which phase of the journey that you're in, whether it be on the security side or not the security side, note that, keep that in mind for the conversation going forward. Now, when thinking of how you could break up giving regardless of the phase that you're in, I started thinking about how my giving is dictated based on my faith. I've been very open about the fact that Giving is very related to my faith for me, and I'm a Christian. When we're talking about giving within the Christian faith, it is broken up into something called tithes and offerings. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the Christian faith, all a tithe is, all it means is a tenth of your income. That is considered to be very basic baseline giving within the Christian faith. The concept is that God has been very generous with you. He's provided for you and that tenth is what he's asking in return. And that is considered to be the very basic baseline giving within the Christian faith. And then above that is considered to be offerings. So that is anything extra surplus you want to give to God above your tithe. Now, I was thinking about this and really realized that this concept applies whether you're a Christian or you're not. This concept still applies regardless of where you fall in that arena. Because if we're talking about practicing this muscle of giving regardless of the phase of your journey you're in, we're saying that if you were to wait for a later time, wait for when all of the stars align and all the factors fall perfectly in place for you to start giving, you're never going to give. And that's the reality of things. And so, 
we can kind of think of this as our just baseline basic giving, which would be the tithes and our more advanced giving, giving from the surplus that we have being our offerings. Now we can now term these basic and surplus giving moving forward, but kind of showing you where this concept of giving comes from. So when we're talking about the phase of the journey that you're in, if you are in the security phase, obviously you are in a place where you're still trying to take care of yourself. You cannot give from an empty cup if you are constantly trying to give, give, give to other people and you're not taking care of your basic financial needs, you're eventually going to run out and then you're not going to have enough money for you or the other person that you're trying to give to. So we really want to make sure that you are taken care of in this phase. So if you are in the security phase, we are going to say that you are in the basic giving category, meaning you give a certain amount nothing more than that while you're in that phase of their journey so that you can get in a place where you can give more later. When you're in the growth phase, that is you're investing, you're building wealth, you're doing all of those things. Or if you're in the abundance phase, you have, you're nearing retirement, you've surpassed all of those areas and you have surplus to give. That is when we get into surplus giving. But we can take from this concept of tithe. Like I said, tithe is a 10th of your income in the Christian faith. This percentage can still apply and I think it's a really good rule that it allows you to rise and fall with your giving depending on when that income changes. So you're not giving disproportionate to your income. You choose a set percentage, a set amount that you're going to give regardless of your income. So it does not have to be a tenth for you. It can be 1%, 2%, 10%. It can be whatever you decide. But when you're in the security phase, I recommend you choosing a percentage of your income that you decide to give to whatever it is that you decided to give to, whether that be your local church or whether that be the charity of your choice or whether that be a single mom that you see a need in. Regardless, I highly recommend you choose a percentage of your income that you're going to set aside every single month for giving. You're going to put it in your budget every single month. So you see that line item in your budget. Let's just say your income is $4,000 every month. 10% of your income would be $400. So you have $400 to give every month. Or if you choose 1% of your income, you have $40 to give every month. There is no wrong answer here. It is just choosing a percentage so that as your income rises and falls, it is not, your giving is not disproportionate to your needs during that time. So go ahead and choose a percentage of your income that you want to give during this time. The purpose of this set percentage, whether it be 1%, 2%, half a percent, 10%, like whatever the percentage is that you choose, regardless of the percentage that you choose, the whole concept here is we are practicing and exercising that muscle of giving regardless of the financial phase that you're in. Now, if you are not in the security phase, you have your four walls taken care of, you have your starter emergency fund funded, you have your high interest debt paid off. If you are in the growth phase or the abundance phase, that is when you get into the surplus giving. So we've already established a set base percentage that we're going to be giving from now going forward. You can always change that percentage, but whatever it is, the base percentage is what you're doing in that security phase. Now, when you're in this growth and abundance phase, that is when the surplus comes in. So there is a lot of sophisticated giving strategy if you get into the realms of major money, major wealth. But when we're talking about surplus, this is the point in which you can start doing what you may not have been able to do while you're in that security phase and giving out of your surplus 
and abundance. So at this point, you can give above 10%. I wouldn't necessarily recommend you giving more than 10% in the security phase, but this is the time when you give generously if you if you have the desire to do that. So go ahead and determine which phase you're in. And depending on the phase that you're in, set that percentage, set that amount every single month that you are going to be giving so that you can continue to practice this muscle and exercise this muscle of giving. Now, to summarize this whole concept up, I want to remind you, let giving be fun. This is the fun part of getting your finances in order. This is the fun part of managing your money, being in control, telling your money what to do. You get to be insanely generous and change somebody else's life. Like that's the beauty of this whole concept. So don't give out of a place of grudge. Don't give out of a place of I have to do this. If this is not something you value, don't do it. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But when we're giving, make sure that you're giving from a place of abundance mentally. It will always come back to you. Second Corinthians 9, 6 and 7 says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he hath purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver. So let's all be cheerful givers. If you found any value whatsoever in today's episode, it would mean the world for you to share this episode with a friend or family member that you feel like would benefit from the topics that we're discussing here. I am on a mission to empower as many women as humanly possible to not only gain control of their money, but live a life that they have only ever dreamed of. So I would love for you to join me on this journey of changing financial futures one listener at a time. So until next time, keep talking money.